Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Bobby Chulo. That's what I'm talking about here live on On the Mat Radio. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all of this information and stuff that they got going up on there, as well as my lucky gee. Dot com. Make sure you check that out. Um, man, with this coronavirus or whatever, I, I got to tell you, first of all, before we get to, I get going into that, which everybody knows, a uh, huge lineup today. Um, sitting directamente to my left, as a matter of fact, she's live on Facebook. Uh, if you guys want to check that out. Uh, Nicolette Marie, she was uh, aligned herself now with the team of high risk. We went to Compton Mania last week. It was a little bit better than I expected. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. I got, I got it for almost almost 20, 25 minutes today, so got a lot to talk about. And then we got Blake Troop. He was supposed to be with us last week, but as you know, everything got shut down. And he, you know, when you're cutting weight and you got to, you know, cut some pounds or whatever, and you're ready to go and you want to step on that scale and you walk and it's been canceled, I can only imagine, you know, how he's feeling or whatever. So got him coming up at about the bottom of the hour. Then at about 7.45 or so, we got Jesus Carracamo Vasquez, who I've been talking to a little bit back and forth, you know, over the over the messages and stuff like that. You know, he's been with Giovanni Varela and them training over there. And uh, when we had John Thomas on, you know, he's he like, hey, man, you know, let's get you on so we could talk some Honduran grappler. Um, we could talk some training and stuff like that there. So we definitely want to uh, get some of insight from him. And then at the top of the hour, somebody who, and I think Nicolette Marie can agree with me on this, Fletch Fugaz, who personally I feel is one of the most underrated uh, luchadores that's going around today. Would you agree with me or? We are, I'm sorry, we're talking about. Fletch Fugaz. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I remember him from uh, Metroflex Long Beach. Yes, and I, I I booked him on my show for that, and then I got to work with him at EWF, which I wasn't 100%, so I said, look, let's get him on. Let's talk about it. These people got to come out and see this guy because he's he's. For, for lack of a better oh, term, know. a badass luchador. <laughs> so anyways, for the people listening to us, hey, I got to tell you, man, with this coronavirus, um, they, they say that, that there's a silver lining in, in every cloud or whatever, and something positive can always come out of a negative. Since everybody's home and nobody, you know, you're home and because and, usually you know, we do the show and we used to do it every Wednesday. Now we do it on Thursday from 7 to 8.30. So that kind of is when a lot of people are training and it's hard for them. And even some of the people that I have booked, they'll be training, they'll forget, and then they'll call me like at about eight to go, dude, I totally forgot or whatever. But now, which and is this co- is the first time we've decided to go live. Yeah, because you know, normally like I'll hold the camera for you, but this time I'm doing it for both of us. So exactly, and really we we that's why we're sharing a mic because yeah. we just decided to do it kind of like a last minute, so. I could put her on as an on-air host with me, but you got to send an email. It's all this stuff that I'm not familiar. You know, I don't have a producer anymore. It's just me. So uh, besides running the board, I have to figure out how to do that. So maybe we could bring you in every once in a while. I'm showing Nicolette Marie how to run the board and stuff like that. Maybe I could use her every once in a while. But, hey, when you're working with high risk and start getting, you know, to all these places, you know, you have stuff to do. But not only is the show booked solid today, 
it's already booked for next Thursday. Uh, Jackie Sherber, Catiline, um, Giovanni Varela himself, Gerson Chilipake from used to, what used to be Shoot the Box is now Fight Solutions. They're ready to go. And then are you I having to- on Johnny and Marvin or just Johnny? Uh, probably just Giovanni oh. for the beginning, but it depends if they're. But well, before if they were doing classes, then Marvin would come on or whatever, or vice versa. But they're both home. Okay. So Giovanni's going to come on today. He's been all over the place. Speaking of Honduras, he's been to El Salvador and all over the place. So and we can plug uh, Anaconda Academy, right? Isn't that where they're from? Absolutely, Anaconda. Great. And then we're going to talk to um, Jesus uh, about that too, because he trained over there at the Anaconda Academy, and but he actually moved out to towards the San Bernardino area. So we got to find out where he's training, or whatever. But <clears throat> then you know, guys like Gabe Rudiker, uh, Andy Wang. People like that. I've been wanting to get them on the show for a while, but of course they're training at that time. So I told Nicolette Marie today, we might do a Tuesday show just since people are home with this coronavirus and it's a great time to get these people on air, talk some, you know, some judo, some jujitsu, some MMA, you know, it's a good time for that. Now they actually uh, did cancel uh, the big fight with the Magdamenov and, um, Ferguson, so well, you know, we've we'll, we got to talk about that. But before we get into to talking about that, since I got Nicolette Marie with me here, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, real quick before for the people listeners at home. If you want to call in, okay, you can call us in if you have any questions for Nicolette Marie on high risk, joining with the high risk, or Compton Mania, or a amped up, question. amped up, which actually got canceled also, but it's I just postponed to to, okay, we'll to a later date. Um, you can call in, and the call in number is five one six. Four five three six zero nine six. Again, that number. If you want to call in any questions, it doesn't have to be wrestling related. It could be whatever you want. Um, the calling number is area code five one six four five three six zero nine six. Now, it, it, it's funny because I get so many calls. I get, I mean, th- this is my take on it, real quick. It seems Were these like calls today for the show. You can call today if you oh, no, want to. No, but I mean, did you get calls today for the show? I got many oh, calls today for the, the show. Oh, I know. I got the calls. Go ahead. You can tell many. me why you got them. So you could tell me okay. about that. But this is what I want to talk about first before we get into Compton Mania and Amped Up and how you aligned yourself with high risk. It seems to me that women's wrestling has has uh, started out kind of like everybody says. You know, they were doing lingerie matches and everything. And then when they found out that women can actually wrestle and, and do well, it just skyrocketed. Right. So you started working with me I did. and we talked about how Delo said, Hey man, why don't you have uh, Nicolette bring out the flag and it created a lot of heat, you okay. know, and it led to the Rasa, which led to That's the right. roots and led to a bunch of different things. So then all of a sudden, real quick for the people listening, tell, was it was it actually Sean Black who said, hey, man, I think you'd be a good fit for high risk? So we're going to leave that question open because I know a lot of people, too, were like, can you get Lotto on the show? Can you get Lotto on the show? Even you told me, can you get him on the show? I'm like, can I have my shine? And then we'll bring him on the show first. <laughs> so um, some of the questions I'm going to leave open for him. But, um, yeah, we have been talking about the idea for maybe about, like, five months, okay? And then Who's it me? got approved. Uh, just like this idea of me working with high risk. Okay. We we were talking about it for about like five months. Uh, three months before Compton Mania was going to be a thing, March 7th, mm-hmm. it got approved. Like, okay, yes, you are going to be working with them. But we kept it a secret. But were you familiar with high risk before all this? 
Because uh, I've heard of them, yeah. but I haven't, I hadn't seen them. I knew Lotto personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I, I started hearing about the boys. And that's the thing too. So once I got approved, I started calling some, I was like, okay, thanks. You know, and then I started making my phone calls and I was like, hey, have you guys heard of these people like high risk? You know, like I know both of them, but like, how do they work and blah, blah. And there was like two different vibes that I got. People were like, oh my God, like they're so cool. Like they're really good. They're like high flying action. And then some of my friends would like Snapchat me back and they'd be like, never heard of them and I'm like, you're lying like I know you guys are lying like because there's a reason why you know what I mean like which is like that thing where you're like comes with like the um the biz the business you know yeah. like people are just like rude and stuff yeah and I was like okay whatever um there were times between me working with you and me working with the people were like hey can you manage me can you just send that and it fell between the cracks or it was just declined for certain reasons mm-hmm. but when this came about I was like that's a huge opportunity. And you told me that too. Cause right. there was like drama in between this too, where people were like, well, there's, oh. there's, there's never not any drama people in the world like, of wrestling. You're Sean's homie. That's how you got the gig. You're dating Simon. That's how you got the gig. <laughs> you're, you're, congratulations. Cause this is the first gig you've got without your dad. Right. Cause you weren't booked on that right. show. And I was like, wow. and just for the record, I, I've never said that you have to be booked with me. You could book, you know, if you yeah. feel that it's a good fit or whatever, you know, go ahead and do it. So just for the record. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll conclude with something else too. So anyways, so it was um, myself, the two boys, uh, Andrews and Lotto, and then uh, they were working with Camacho. Right. Camacho, I know from way back from OCCW days. Yes. Um, I worked with him at Bushido Cup. You didn't go to Bushido Cup. I think you were in uh, Arena Mexico uh-huh. at the time. So you didn't go. And I went to Bushido Cup. I was working with somebody else at the time. Unfortunately, they passed away, but it was a really good match and stuff too. Everything went well. And so um, we were re- working with, we were uh, wrestling against Daniel Torch, Captain Corona, uh, Manny Mars. Yes. Three boys. Manny Mars, who I had wrestled for and RJ Vito, yeah. the week before, you know, or two weeks before. Yeah, maybe like two weeks before. So amazing. That was our debut for uh, Company okay. Mania. Well, well, let me let me okay. reel it back for just a quick second. Real quick, don't forget for the people listeners, if you want to call in, you got any questions, you can call area code 516 Four five three six zero nine six. Feel free to call in. But before that, this for the people because we always talk about the people see the finished product. They don't see you know the the whole thing and what they go through. But Nicolette herself, this is how I knew it was serious because she said, "Look, man, the the high risk guys are working for Enoki Dojo. It's at Leonardo's. You know, I'm not going to ask anybody for freebies. Let's just pay to go. I want to see them." And and me being the old man, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's a Sunday. I got to go to work the next day. And, and I'm going to be honest. And for me, you know, it takes a lot. Probably one of one of the better shows that I went to. I mean, the the, um, the minis put on a show. At, well, the and pe- that's the thing, too. Look at where the boys are getting bookings at. Exactly. And look at the card that they were with. You know, that's huge. You know, when I, when I was out, people are like, well, what's wrong with you? Do you have social anxiety? I'm like, I don't have social anxiety. I have reality anxiety. Like, yeah. these dudes are getting booked at Enoki, and my friends are telling me, you know, 90% of my friends. On, on a huge like, show, oh my, not yeah. just Enoki. That was all the guys, a bunch of people from AAA came down or whatever. So to make a long story short, that was the first time I'd really got a chance to sit down and watch him. And I was, I was first of all, I thought they killed Biagio because they did that finisher where it's kind of like a combination neck breaker, inverted mm-hmm. moonsault type of thing that crushed him. And I was like, wow. So, you know, after this, I believe me, for the people, I never stay after the show. After once it's gone, if I even stay for the main event, uh, it, it's, it's a miracle. But I actually stayed and, and talked to a few people and I waited. And I talked to him and I said, hey, man, you know, you, you guys got something here. Personally, I think they should be heels, you guys all together, because it just draws so much heat. But when we went to Compton Mania 
and you get, you know, you guys working his faces and everything. I thought, ah, they should do this, blah, blah. But the people loved it. And when oh, they hit yeah. that move at the end, yeah. the people went nuts. I think we put it, I put it on my, oh, yeah, it's on my, Instagram, yeah, my like, social media and on yours. And follow the boys on YouTube too. I think they're um, at high risk or I'll post it down below or like high underscore risk, but follow them though. Cause it's on there and it's really good match. Yeah. And that was, they got a huge pop when, when they hit that finisher. So the only thing, the only thing is they live kind of far. They live out by where Magic Mountain is right. towards that area. So it's kind of a long ride for them or whatever. But I talked to him after the show. I said, to me, it seems if you guys start working some Lucha shows, like for Lucha Libre Alliance or, you know, uh, uh, some of the more Lucha shows, I, man, I think that would even uh, bring them up a little bit higher. I mean, would you agree or or I think the Esta Huero, though, right? They're, 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 yeah, well, they, they yeah, are, but well, that's what you got me for. Yeah, and that's what true. they got you yeah, for, yeah, to, yeah. To, to get them familiar. Yeah, but they and know then, how to work Lucha, though. Lucha, though, was, that, to me, that well, was well, what the Inoki card was. Exactly. Yeah. It's not too far or yeah. whatever. And it was so. funny, too. Like, that's another thing, too, when people were like, oh, like, he's your, Sean's your homie. That's how you got the booking. You're doing I'm like, I don't think so that they thought that I was going to go in there and hit the shooting star. You know, the <laughs> like, I'm sure that they hired me for a certain reason. They let me work with them for a certain reason. Right. So, um. You know, we did the show over there. Um, right. Amped Up was supposed to be the next one. That got canceled. So right now, as as we sit, because we're talking probably at least another month or so before okay. anything gets going back with the with the independent wrestling, lucha shows or whatever, what, what does the future hold? Um, they're all, And I'll leave that open for, for Simon again, too, to answer. But uh, they have asked me that, or like approved, too, that I could work with them for the remainder of the show or forever uh-huh. or whatever. But I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to describe too. Like I'm like, I feel like it's like not real. And like, I kind of don't talk like, Oh, like they're high risk. And they're like, no, like we're high risk. What do you mean? You it's know? not real. I don't know. I just feel like, <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like what I'm saying, like, Oh, like I know that they didn't hire me thinking like, Oh, she's going to hit the shooting star. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know how long it'll go on for They'll be like, Oh my God. Like you're, you're carrying dead weight or something. You know, I don't know. Well, because the boys are so good together, you know what I'm saying? So I right. feel like it's just like a bonus. And I was just telling somebody, I was like, man, I was like, you know how I could describe it? I was like, it's like um, when uh, the Lucha Brothers picked up Pac. Right. Right? Like, yeah, like, yes, he's, he's very it good on him, but that, it just brought that them high. a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, the Lucha what Brothers don't that's what I'm saying. We start bringing in, them into some of the Lucha shows or whatever. I think that's going to make, because they can, if you're a good worker, you can wrestle with anybody. So, you know, definitely, yeah, definitely before, got yeah. that. So real quick, going to take a, just a really quick break. I'm going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about independent wrestling as a whole. I'll give that number out again. It's area code 516-453-6096. If you want to call and you have any questions, we're going to have Nicolette for probably about 10 more minutes or so. So I'll plug what I need. Perfect. Maybe hang on. We'll be right back after this real quick break, so don't go anywhere. I can't see that. I'm just so surprised for the I don't know. Oh, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. For the people listeners, you're here. You're on the mat radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. And for some of the people who are live on Facebook, as you can see, Nicolette Marie sitting right next to me. Uh, big shout out to Roadhouse for checking out. Uh, speaking of veteranos, <laughs> I keep telling them, we got one one more in you. We we can do it. So 
a big shout out to him. Anybody else? I can't see that far, so I, I don't know who else is out there. Look but um, Lotto's watching too. Perfect. Well, hey, yeah. if you're listening to the show, talking oh, yeah, a lot about talking a lot about um, about uh, high risk, uh, some of the new merch that's out or whatever. Oh, yeah, well, that's one thing it. you know when you when you get you know with with the into the wrestling and you start doing stuff like that. You start making merchandise. You start getting it out there. Um, we had buttons. Well, you have buttons with high risk now. I shirts. Think, yeah. The the last shirt that I'm you put out where it's all three of you. Yeah, it's the one that, I'm wearing right now too. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. People have been There's asking. There's only me. one made right now, but I'm gonna um I'm gonna work on some more, and I want to make myself a jacket too. So I'll, this quarantine time will give me a chance to work on all that. But well, yeah, the, the, the quarantine time is is gonna give people plenty of time to do a lot of stuff. So, um. Any, did you want to plug any of that stuff or whatever before we before we continue? Um, no, just that there's buttons now. There's um, me and the boys together. There's the boys by themselves. There's me. Um, I'm gonna work on the shirt. There's a couple of things that are I need to fix on them, and then I'll get that working. But if you guys keep in contact with me on social media, um, I'll be posting that. Uh, Sean posted me today. That's so funny too, because I was gonna say, Sean, if Bobby's giving out any ass whoopings, you're getting your ass whoops because <laughs> I had two separate posts. I put one on my Instagram and I put one on my Facebook. Uh, there was no belly hanging out on Facebook. So I didn't know how my dad was gonna feel about that and that's the one that Sean decided to put on Facebook but that's okay with bellies hanging out yeah I was like oh my god yeah but that's okay but no I of course have respect for my dad um we got front row tickets to um so shout out to Kevin Kleinrock um Bobby went on behalf on the Matt Radio I went on behalf of Ruda and Joey Ryan came out and he did his whole like lollipop thing and we were in the front row and I was like I'd like to raise my hand right now, but I can't because I have to have respect for my dad. Right. So I'm not going to do that. So that <laughs> goes on all the time, you guys. But yeah, the shirt that just dropped, um, that's on Amsub's Instagram. It's on my Instagram. Um, add the boys on social media too. Uh, Lotto has a really good model working for him right now that he posted on his Instagram. So you guys could check that out and then follow um, Steve too as well. So so as we speak right now, we don't really know when the next show is going to be. I know Amped Up got got postponed. Uh, some of the Lucha shows have all got postponed or whatever because the next one for Lucha Libre Alliance was supposed to be April 8th, I okay. think, or 18th, I 8th, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. But who who knows when we're going to come back? So as of now, do they have any bookings? Or no. well, when when I get when I get Simon Lotto on here or Steve or whoever, um, to me, okay, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get your thoughts on this. Okay. To me, everybody wants to be in WWE. I mean, that's that's why everybody's in line. Okay. Although now. It seems like people, there's so many other options. Mm -hmm. To me, for somebody like Simon Lotto and Steve, it would be to go to Japan, for New Japan. I mean, I think that would be, uh, I I honestly think that they could make it. There's a few things that I could help them with to get there because I talk to Rocky Romero all the time, you know, and and all that. And we talk about what it takes to get out there and what he looked, what he personally looks for. Because there's a lot of uh, young boys, for the people who don't know what a young boy is, when you go to Japan, you start off as a young boy. Help help do the ring. You you know, uh, what do they call it? Holding the you have to hold the holding the barricade yeah. and stuff like that. And then you get some you train with them, you get some some matches, and then when they decide, they'll put you, you know, with the big boys or whatever. So uh, we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot with uh, Joseph too from um PCW. Joseph to me has a, a similar mindset that I do. I mean, I, I know what he looks for. We had a chance to talk at Santino Brothers. You know, yeah. and, and I wanted to talk about Joseph, too. It's it. funny that you had posted that photo when uh, you said I was coming on. It was me and Viva Van and uh, Joseph. Warbeast. And, yeah, it was the whole Warbeast team. It was funny because um, Beard Daniel Torch at the end of the match, right? yes. before the boys hit their finisher, right? I, I, 
Unfortunately, I missed it. I was taping it and I missed it. But that's okay. I got the tail end, but it's still on. Right? Yeah, it's on YouTube, and that's good because it was so like uh, high flying action, so packed like you missed it on your camera. And you right. Know? So anyway, so I don't know what happened, but there's like confusion in the cool. ring, and I trip over like Camacho's feet. I like fall on the chair. I don't know what happens. I end up like crawling away, and I'm like, man, like my leg hurts. So I get out of the ring. The boys went around. We go to the back. I start like changing, and my legs like super red. And then so I didn't say anything because I'm not gonna be like, yeah, Steve, I know you just climbed over the top rope, and you know. Hit, or hitting shooting stars. But I told you know my leg hurts. And they're like, well, that's not my fault, you know? So I'm like, whatever. So I tell my friends, like, later on, my friends, like, all my friends that were cool, they're like, hey, like, how'd your match go, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, my leg's starting now. And then one of my friends was like, how do you know it's not infected? Because it was like red and it was all like scratched. And I was like, no, I, was, like, I don't know what it is. I was like, it was just an accident. It was bruising. Right. But my God, that bruise was huge. But I, I was like, I'm going to post it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to post it because I thought of Joseph. And I was like, he's going to be like, girl, I'm putting broomsticks through my head. Like, that's nothing. You know, like, <laughs> I'm throwing, I'm throwing fireballs <laughs> I'm at people. You that. fault, right there, it looks so. like Ultimo Imperio Jr. is yes. there. Hey, uh, I brought him uh, down when we had the yes, show over at Metroflex. So uh, I still owe him a good match. Actually, he uh, teamed with us. So Maybe we could team yeah. up again for Lucha Libre Alliance. A big shout out to Ultimo Imperio Jr. I can't see the one. Laura of... from 102. Uh, oh, perfect. Laura from 102. 102. She's there. Yeah. Perfect. A hey, big shout out to her. So okay. definitely going to look forward uh, to that. Now, as far as training goes, everything's okay. shut down. Okay. Uh, we've been talking about going to Robert Acevedo's to go yeah. train. Um, I think it's. Uh, What's it? What's the kid's name that I brought? That's one of the young boys for um, Julio. Oh, Julio yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah. He's training some people out there, so um, we might go down there to do a little bit more training, take some bumps and stuff like that. But uh, there is a lot in the future. Uh, Metroflex Jim. I talked to Eddie Avkoff. He wants to do another show over there. I'm totally oh, yeah. into that. Michael Parks and Manny Pinson, who have a new company that they're putting together. I think it's going to be called Real Strange Wrestling or okay. something like that. Good, oh, look, good, Sean Blackboard. Yeah, good for Ultimo Imperio Jr. and, of course, Power Baby Genesis. Yes. That's perfect for, for those guys right there. So we look forward to that. Um, hopefully Amped Up will be booked back up again really soon. You know, it, it's funny because we uh, Sean Black is, is one of the people that really asked a lot to put together to do amped up and Comptomania. Right. And I'm going to be honest, Sean Black, if you can hear me or, or you're listening you're or whatever, welcome, yeah. when I heard Comptomania and when I first pulled up, I'm like, why are they going to do this? You know, or whatever. But it, it, the way it's set up, it's a big, huge yard, which, which Martin brought his big ring. He did. I mean, that ring is huge. And they were able to fit that and fit some more people in there. And then I thought for sure we'll be going to be getting dressed outside. But I, that is the biggest garage I've ever seen. Plenty of room for all the wrestlers. There's a back, that that's, I don't want to say the perfect place. This is never really a perfect place to do a show, but it was, it worked out a lot better than I thought. It so, did, yeah, it was a good so show. that just props to Sean because, you know, he knows what he's doing. I must have looked and said, hey, man, I think we could do a show here. It's going to work out. To be honest, it was a little bit better than I thought. I mean, I got to be honest that when I saw the way everything was put together and all that, I thought it went really well. Plus, it's a good place for you guys to shine. Yeah, it so, was. Props to Sean Black yeah. for that. So, um, with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and. Um, Am I gonna st- exit? Yeah, start okay. getting some of the some of the. Um, um, I uh, want to give a couple quick shots. Go for it. Take, yeah. take your time. I got plenty of time. Okay. I just want to make sure we we get our our judo and jujitsu guys, or as Sean Black would say, your jojutsu or whatever. <laughs> now I'm not gonna be able to concentrate. Go ahead. Um, Shout out to um, RJ in Productions, too. He's supposed to get a show up and running. Um, he had had me booked for that one. He told me that whatever I wanted to do, if I wanted to book, I wanted to be audience, I wanted to manage. Um, I probably will work that show whenever that gets up off the ground. Um, 
prayers to my friends too that lost almost all their bookings. Uh, basically, yeah, man, supporting wrestling, man. Those guys are dying out there. Um, what else? Uh, non shout outs to the women that are selling semi nude eight by ten. Let's not resort <laughs> to selling our bodies. Uh, what is that? They gotta do. What they gotta oh do, man. Gosh. I've seen. I've seen some stuff out there. Where I'm like, man, it must be desperate times. Yeah. D- desperate measures because I've seen some stuff out there that's pretty wicked. Um, congratulations to Chris Bay too. He just did his um uh, impact debut Tuesday. Long overdue. <laughs> yeah, I know. Chris Bay is so amazing. Um, and that's all I wanted to give shout outs to for right now. Um, yeah, but check out on my social media, the boys' social media. Check out their YouTube uh, matches. And um, yeah, I think that's it. And thank you to everybody that came out and supported, and everybody for like the positive energy and the vibes that were going on um Compton Mania. It was definitely appreciated. Yeah, I I, I gotta admit, I mean, I always enjoy the amped up shows because uh you you talk about a nice place to have a show not only do they have a jacuzzi a pool they got showers they got running oh, yeah. bathrooms that's, for that's the workers plenty of about. room and a great show that, that's on there but to sean black uh you know the whole thing is when we started working for amped up and stuff i was literally uh three and a half months from from my left hip surgery so i'm 99 percent recovered it's going to be a lot more as you as you can see, the damage we did at Lucha Libre Alliance, oh, right? Yeah, we almost took match. the belts that day. Luckily, they, they didn't get them, but we'll, we'll be back. So Sean said how. He said, yes, it was a farmhouse. And that's the thing, too. See, I get a lot of... Oh, the garage a was lot a farmhouse? Of, yeah, Mean Talk. Simon gets it. It's both of us. And then, like, Sean, too. Like, they're hating on Sean, too. Somebody told Sean... But I, that comes with the territory. I Googled this, and you're running in a backyard. Sean said, no, I'm running in a farmhouse. That, but that comes with the territory. You know, uh, uh, when I used to work for Tap Out, and, and I used to work for Charles Masculus, he used to say, you know what? If If... There's people out there that don't have haterism in your game. You're doing something wrong, right? Because that means that 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 they've got something to talk about or whatever. So keep doing what you're doing, man. I mean, yeah. it's it's gonna be there no matter what. But we definitely look forward to amped up. So Sean Black, if you can, you know, keep us up to date. As soon as we, everything gets back to normal, which it's gonna get back to normal pretty yeah. soon, I'm telling you, man. This is just a little bit too much. Uh, it, it's good, you know, it gives us some time to take a break, get to get yeah, to training, heal merch. up, you know, heal up on some of your stuff. Yeah, make your shirts, get your merchandise yeah, together, yeah. and we're good to go. So real quick, give your social media and stuff out there real quick so that the people can can follow um, you. I'm a, at Nicolette by Nature uh, on Instagram. I'm Nicolette Marie here on Facebook. And uh, that's pretty much it. I won't add anybody on Snapchat. Or on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's weird for me with like my friends. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But yeah, check out everything. Add um Simon. Uh, I think it's Simon underscore Lotto on uh, Instagram too. Like I said, he has a uh, very hot people on his Instagram. Well, right we'll, now, we'll, we'll get him. Ago. We'll get him on here too. Talk to him since people are home. You know, like I said, yeah. we might do a Tuesday show. We'll get him on here and see what the future holds for high risk and and. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I left a lot of questions open for him too, because there was some stuff that I wanted him to answer. I don't, I don't want to answer. Well, them. hopefully by then we can have it figured out, so I can put you as the other host, oh, and we okay. can, we can okay. do that. We can get, we can get everybody on there, and we can talk about that too. And and Sean Black, you're always welcome. Roadhouse, Imperial, all you guys are always welcome to come on here and plug your stuff, especially now with the coronavirus. So Nicolette Marie, make sure you check her out on all her social media. She keeps everybody up to date on there. We'll yeah. be right back with Blake Troop, everybody. Make sure you stand by.
what happened? That's what I'm talking about, everybody. We're here live at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. Uh, I'm, it's all me, just me producing and taking care of business here. Just got finished talking to Nicolette Marie. Talk some independent wrestling, talk some high risk. It, it's kind of cool to go on that Facebook Live because we got a few people on there, and Imperial Junior, people like that who are hardcore luchadores. But when you're home with Corona and you're in quarantine type of situations, it's good that we can get you uh, kind of like a captive audience. Sorry about that. I had to take a quick sip of coffee because I'm dying over here. So uh, I'm going to give Blake, Krupp, Blake Troop a call in just about two seconds, but it takes me a minute to get everything all situated here. So let me give him a I, You know, I shot him a, a text, and he hasn't got back to me. So Nicolette Marie might be here for another segment. We don't know. Okay. Let me give him a call real quick here because I want to talk some stuff that what happens when you um, – when you're getting all ready for a show and you're cutting weight or whatever, and then they cancel it on you. Okay. All right. Hopefully that's it. All right. Give him a call real quick. Let's see if he grew up back to us. No, he did not. <laughs> so hopefully he picks up. We'll see what happens. Hey Blake, it's Fabiano. You're live Blake. on On the Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? I can hear you, brother. What's good? Ah, good to hear. Hey, for the people listeners, you're here. You're at On the Mat Radio with your host Fabi Chulo. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, get all the latest information, as well as myluckygee.com. And on the line with us right now, somebody who I've been wanting to get on for quite some time, but he's a busy man. They say James Brown is the hardest working man uh, in ever. I think Blake Troop. Is either the hardest working man in MMA. But before we get into talking about some some things, uh, how are you doing right now with this quarantine and all this coronavirus right now? I mean, I'm a little bit bummed, man. All the gyms are shut down, so I've only got so much work I can do. You know, still out putting in road work. Um, yeah. Shadow boxing, doing what I can, watching tape. Um, but I'll be honest, all this time I've spent at home, the main workout I've been doing are 12 ounce beer curls. Shit. <laughs> but I fight heavyweight now, so I can get away with a little bit of that as long as I'm working hard, you know? Yeah, but you know, you say that, man, and I see, I follow you on social media, and I, I've never seen you out of shape, man. I mean, it's just the the constant being in the gym and all that 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 keeps you in shape and keeps you going. But you know, when I said that, I, first of all, when I first put that I was going to have you on, I got a lot of texts and a lot of messages with a lot of different questions. But the first thing, you know, the the lights out extreme fighting was was going to be on on the 13th and you know when we're going to have you on we're going to try to plug it and stuff and so for the people listening to us this is what i got from it because people were asking me it must have sucked because you must have been getting ready i don't know how much weight you have to cut but for a lot of people who who listen to us we talk about that you know you only see the finished product you don't see cutting weight signing contracts and if this guy doesn't make it you gotta you know redo the contracts if he's over and stuff like that so did you get to the venue Ready to weigh in, and they said, "Hey, no, man, so I found, canceled, so I found, so Wednesday night. So I'll kind of walk you through as I heard about it. So because I know a lot of people in the wrestling community, particularly promoters and people, not just like regular talent, but the people that actually put on events and had scheduled events coming up, I was told by them Wednesday night I was getting some inside information by people that had events that that they were shutting everything down for the next 
six weeks or something, anything over the 250 people. And so, but everything that was announced at that point in time was recommended. We recommend everybody shut it down. So there was no requirement by the state at that point in time. But I'm hearing this, that it was going to become a requirement announced in the morning. I'm hearing this like 10 p.m. the night before weigh-in. So Wednesday night, Thursday morning was weigh-ins at like noon. So I'm hearing this while I'm like making shirts. I mean, um, you know, I didn't have to cut any weight. I find the heavyweight now, so I'm like 235. Okay. I would have just walked in weigh-ins when I was at. So I luckily didn't have to cut weight. But for the majority of people that do, cutting weights, I mean, obviously it's a several-week thing, you know, but when your your big water weight cuts kind of the day before and then the day of weigh-ins, particularly if you're weighing in at noon, fuck, I'm going to cut almost all my weight before I go to bed. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> those guys, they, they end up getting put in a shitty spot. But so Thursday morning I woke up, and so I talked, I called George Bestimation, the one of the owners of Lights Out, right. and I was like, bro, what's the deal with, you know, I'm hearing all this about the memorandums, and he's like, I just talked to Andy Foster 15 minutes ago. As of right now, things are cleared to go. But if he make if Governor Newsom makes a because it was it was a recommendation before that he's like if he makes an announcement that it's a requirement now um, that they have to shut it down. Um, yeah. So then I wake up at like nine in the morning to a te- Wayne's were at noon to a text saying that fucking Andy Foster shut it down and or not Andy Foster Gavin Newsom shut it down through the athletic commission. So. Yeah. Um, so I woke up at nine o'clock knowing my fight was shut down. And so um, I was just laying in bed and I saw it and I was just like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like I let like three or four of them rip. Yeah. Got out of bed and I like went downstairs and like 10 minutes later my roommate came out and he's like, fight get canceled because I was telling him about it the night before. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I figured when he started screaming in your room at fucking just fuck. Like, I mean, there were, so, were eight week training camps to waste fucks. Like they yeah, were. See? That's what I'm talking about. They were the biggest people, bucks I had to give. <laughs> yeah, people don't people don't really see that. You know, you've been training and you're getting set and you get into like a specific mindset and you're ready to go and all that. And then it just kind of like when the rug gets pulled out from under you, it's like like you said, fuck. I got now. Now what are we gonna do? So not only that. Then it just progressively got worse. They started, like you said, they started shutting down gyms. You know, I've seen a lot of people on social media who've been like turning their living room into into you know putting the mats down and stuff and and doing their jujitsu and stuff like that to stay sharp. I guess you, I mean, I can't. They can't regulate your house, right? And say, well, you got five people right. here, get them out or whatever. So, so is that what what you've been doing? Just been doing your own stuff, or because I'll now, be honest, I've just been doing. doing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go for it. So I trained with my coach. We did some myths at the park on Monday. Um, okay. But I'm just not even trying to go out and do too much. I'm just doing road work, shadow boxing. I mean, I'm trying not to – I'm trying to retain some of my conditioning and my skill. It's a week, so it's not like it's a crazy amount of time. And I planned on taking this week off anyway after an eight-week training camp, given I didn't do the fight, so there's a significant less amount of damage put on. So I don't necessarily need the week off. But because yeah. I put in eight weeks of hard training, I don't mind fucking kicking back a little bit. And I wouldn't say I'm taking it – I'm kind of taking it easy, but just kind of cruising it through the week, preventing any big losses on um, on anything. But, you know, I'm still enjoying myself because I put in, like I said, eight weeks of training camp. This Friday, I've been told another date. I can't say exactly how many weeks out this Friday would be, but it's single-finger weeks out. But at the same time, we don't know that that date's going to happen because yeah. – L.A. just got announced, like, fucking, or California, like, an hour or two ago that it's on lockdown until April 19th, which is fight days after that. But how realistic is it for us? To, should we be in training camp this whole time? Who are we going to train with? Where are we going to, like, do they want their top guys going out and competing when they haven't 
been training to the point where they're going to be putting on potentially the best show. I mean, I feel like I'm going to go in and be able to fight and put on a show no matter what. But fuck, yeah. you start talking about a 10-guy card, 20 guys, how hard are these 20 guys training? How many people are going to fall off because of the – and how many people are going to buy tickets to this event even if it's just after lockdown, you know? Yeah. You it's see, definitely that's, a, that's, at the end of the day, it's a for-profit business where it starts becoming are they, are they going to protect their product of having great fights and so forth by waiting until potentially, you know, later on, early summer or, or you know, I'm – so, I mean, I'm just, uh, this week I'm just kind of kicking back because if, if a cure comes out or something, everything can be fucking changed around in a week. So I'm just kind of chilling this week, putting in a little bit of work, staying sharp, having fun, enjoying myself, and letting my body kind of recover because, dude, an eight-week training camp stuff, man. It's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of work on the body, you know. And like I wouldn't say I wasted eight weeks because I got significantly better. I learned more about myself. I've improved significantly in terms yeah. of my branding and my skill. So it's not a waste, but it definitely – feels like there wasn't a big payoff for all the investment. Again, it's just a postponement yeah. on the payoff. But now the yeah, investment is double because I put in eight weeks, now it's 16 weeks or whatever, you know? Exactly. And you hit the nail on the head. You know, you, you, getting ready and stuff like that for the big letdown, it kind of kind of messes with your mind a little bit. But then people are always saying, well, try to put a positive spin on it. Get what you haven't been able to get done. I did. I went to the garage and cleaned up my – cleaned and disinfected my home gym and stuff like that. So that, that's what they're saying. But – it's like you said. What if that happens? What if we we were in lockdown for a week? We kind of get a, a get a hold on this, and then they call and say, "Okay, you're gonna fight in four weeks." You know, but you personally, well, it's it's funny because this guy right here, Dan Pasquale, he goes, "Hey, ask Blake what it's like to train at Black House Gym, and is it still a private gym?" Um. So yeah. So Black House is it's a fantastic place to train. Which so I mean, for a handful of reasons, it's a fantastic place to train. The first thing is we have a World-class coaches, Kenny Johnson, my coach, yeah. Rage. Um, you know, um, we've got a bunch of uh, Juan Gomez, another coach there, Kevin Casey. Well, we have world-class coaches that have been competing for a very long time and, have, and not just been competing, but understand the application of those specific areas into fighting because yeah. wrestling is dope. But the thing is, college wrestling is not exactly MMA wrestling. It's very similar. There's a ton of similar moves, but there's dangers that you need to be conscious of that aren't there in wrestling. So it's a matter of adapting, just like jiu-jitsu. When a motherfucker yeah. can punch you in the face, it changes the dynamic of how jiu-jitsu is played now. You know, right. same thing with striking. If you can take a dude down, it changes striking. Not that you have to crazy change your striking completely. It's still the same fundamental game, but you need to make modifications for it specific to the application of, of mixed martial arts. And so having coaches that have competed in mixed martial arts, whether it's wrestling, striking coaches, grappling coaches, and so forth, we have a very great um, coaching staff that has a very high level of understanding of the specific application in that field, as well as in MMA, which I think is extremely important. So first of all, yeah. we have great coaches. Second of all, we have incredible training partners, guys that are, are in there to be ass kickers, you know, like. It's not just your weekend warriors, given there's nothing wrong with those guys or having those guys in your class. But when you're all high-level competitive athletes, the amount of – the depth of, of the skill level, you don't have to go over basic stuff. We don't have to tell you why you need an underhook. We're going to show you different ways to get the underhook and play off the underhook. We don't have to go through such basic stuff because everybody there has a very general understanding. I mean, imagine a class full of, like, purple, brown, and black belts in whatever <laughs> classes. If there's yeah. no white belts, dude, that class is going to show some dope, more advanced <laughs> stuff. If there's one white belt in there, 
now it significantly changes the information that can be passed through. So we have a bunch of competitive people there that have a great understanding. So we get into very in-depth things and we can cover a lot more um, technical stuff and not just, and the big thing about technique is you'll see people teaching a technique. Show me how to play the game with this technique. It's not just about the move, but show me how to use this move to set it up. So by having a much more advanced group of training partners, we can cover extremely more advanced um, and technical things, you know? Um, So fantastic coaches, fantastic training partners. And then another big thing about the training partners is we all compete, whether it's just grappling, you know, we'll have world-class Cobrinha comes in and trains us when he's getting ready for ABCC. We'll have top level guys from around the world that come in that are competitive to train with us because it's different rolling at the gym. Like if you've ever done a jiu-jitsu tournament, your first jiu-jitsu tournament's a big fucking surprise because you go to jiu-jitsu class and I mean, yeah, you're kind of going hard but not jujitsu tournament hard. So like, and there's a different level of that competition go and that competitiveness of I'm not giving up these two fucking points for this takedown or whatever. (laughs) So much more skilled guys that are coming in and training to get better at competing. So when we do all of our live training, our sparring, our live wrestling rounds, our, you know, jujitsu and so forth, you have guys that are actually going to give you good looks for competition because you're going to have to fucking fight for it. We're not giving you easy taps. If I'm in a position where I can sit, like it might be, you might be on my back, we're going to choke, but I might have my hand just enough that I can yep. keep breathing here where you would have gotten a tap from a guy just at a regular school because you didn't want to play that. But, dude, we're competitive. We're not going to give you – if we can fight out of it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put that in. So having these fantastic training partners is another huge advantage. Fantastic coaching, then the people we're working with are extremely yeah. – extremely good in a variety of different places. Um, so those two things are just such a, a big asset that you can't buy that. You know, you really, yeah. there's only so many places in the world that you can go to a, such a super gym. Like, you know, black house is absolutely one of them, but to get to the follow-up question that your guy said, is it a private gym? There's two to, we just opened up to the public. Um, in the morning we do our high level pro classes Throughout the yeah. day, people might be coming in doing their privates with their individual coaches and so forth because we have a handful of coaches. There's a couple of head coaches and then a bunch of assistant coaches at the gym, um, which typically, you know, you'll kind of work with – you'll kind of have your head coach and your other people that you work with, you know, Mike. Um, but so – and then later in the evening, we opened up public classes um, where there's both striking, grappling, um, jiu-jitsu. I'm not exactly sure what the class schedule is. I want to say five to six and six to seven or maybe – six to seven, seven to eight, something along those lines, ran by different fighters from Black House. So it's not just at the gym, you know, where you're getting technique from guys that have been in the UFC and done a lot. I know um, uh, Mackenzie Dern was teaching the class not too long ago. Um, I don't know who else they might be getting in, but I'd imagine. I know Albert Morales teaches a lot there. That's Um, huge. But there's just a – yeah, so it's an awesome atmosphere to come in and and let these guys get kind of a taste of – training at a higher level place, you know, and some of these guys that end up being pretty good, you might get invited to the pro practice, you know, it's a very yeah. new program that they just started there. But yeah, so it is now open to the public. So if anybody wants to cruise in, go to at black house MMA on Instagram, shoot them a message and tell them bulletproof troops sent you. And um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll give you some type of hookup deal or something along those lines. Just mention my name and, and, um, and see what they're, what they're doing. I know it's closed this week and potentially next week, you know, just like fucking the whole world, but yeah. Well, yeah. perfect. That 
dude, that's great. You heard it here on the show. You know, I actually worked for Ed Sorres for a year when he was with Sinister and uh, totally yeah. took care of us. Great guy. And that's when Black House was first starting to come to fruition. So I got to, you know, a uh, long story, but I got to get down and go to the same place, too. Yeah, I gotta yeah. I gotta do a live broadcast from there because there's so many people. When you mentioned like Bolt Wrestling with Kenny Johnson and and Kevin Casey, who I've all had on the show, I gotta get down there and do a live broadcast so we can get them all on, get Blake Troop on, and kind of come from there. So you because a lot of people are intimidated when when you talk about a place like Black House, but when you go and see it's you know it's kind of a family atmosphere and you know they take care of you and stuff like that. They can go and check it out. So definitely look forward to that. Well, Blake. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I'm running up against the clock, but I got to tell you, man, it, it, I had, I got to get you back on because when I said that I was going to have you on, I was flooded with questions. I mean, that was just like one or two of the many. So real quick for the people, in the, plus I want to talk to you about on the mat and Scott Nelson and stuff like that. So we'll definitely have to get you Hello. back on or if I, a, if, if I can get out there uh, to Black House, Hello. we could do that. So uh, can you hear me? God darn it. All right, quick break, everybody. Sorry about that, Blake, man. You know, but like I said, it's just me by myself. So it takes me a minute to get acclimated to everything. And and it wasn't me. It was that the call dropped for some reason on the board here. So I tried to bring him back, but it just didn't happen. But don't forget, you can check out Blake Troop on all his uh, social media and stuff like that. I'll make sure and give that at the end of the show so that you guys can check that out. Let me just let Jesus know uh, that I'm going to call him. Sorry about that. Just put down one minute. Okay. Hey, you gotta go. It, you know, for them to open up Black House to the public or whatever is pretty cool because you know Blake made a lot of good points there. I mean, to get to get uh, training from people like that who've been in the UFC and and stuff like that—that's huge, man. So that's pretty cool. And props to him for for um, coming on and letting us know all about stuff like that. So let me give uh, my man Jesus a call real quick. I got to flip him over because he's way out there in the middle of nowhere now. Uh, hey, Jesus, you got to come back out here, man. This is your home. Let me put that number in real quick. Hopefully I won't drop him like I did uh, Blake, which honestly wasn't my fault. But I guess since I'm the host, um, it is my fault. But hey, what the heck. So hopefully we won't have that problem with Jesus. My man, Jesus Caracamo. Hello. Hey, Jesus, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Met Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? I can hear you just fine. How are you doing, Fabiano? Ah, it's beautiful. I'm doing great for the people listeners. You're here. You're at On The Met Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. I can't introduce a producer because I don't have one anymore. It's just me. <laughs> you're listening to On The Met Radio with 
I'm telling you, man, I've, I've been wanting to get Jesus on for quite a while, but I had so much going on, you know, and, and stuff with, you know, losing my producer and all this crap with the coronavirus and all that. It, it took me a minute to get acclimated. And Blake Troop just got uh, dropped off my off my board here. I don't know why. So hopefully the coronavirus isn't killing our, our, our vibe here. But real quick, for the people listening to us, don't forget, you can also check out MyLuckyGee.com and make sure you check that out because they're, especially with this, all this going on, they have like little sales where they have one gi that they're blowing out for a super special price. So make sure you check that out. Real quick, cases before I get, I got so much to talk to you about. But before we get into that, how you doing with all this stuff? You know, being quarantined and having to stay in your house because I know you work outside of the house or whatever. Have they shut you guys down? Are you in the house by yourself or what? Uh, you know what? Uh, luckily, it's not affecting us very much. We work outside, so uh, you know we don't really come into contact with people like that. Uh, as far as we're concerned, there's definitely been a couple companies who have shut down, but as far as us, we're still going. What's kind of keeping us down is a little bit of this rain, you know. Yeah, but, but you know, all the all the training centers and everything are, are all shut down right now, so are you still training or you just go to work and do what you can, or, or how's that going right now? Actually, the, the gyms are shut down, so no, there's not much to do besides what I can do here <laughs> at home and what I can do at work. Can I do like a little prison workout to stay in shape? There you go. I got the weights outside. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, well, it gave it. It got me moving and it got me to to clean up my my home gym and stuff because I haven't used it in a while. But you know, a, a ton of stuff I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about how Durian Grappler and competing in Sambo and stuff like that. But but just for the people listening on on the mat radio, and I'm gonna say this to Jesus. I've been doing this for a long time. We're talking almost 16 years. Who started working for Tap Out? Well, first of all, when I worked for Tap Out, I never had to worry about anything—guests, clothes, nothing. I mean, it was just—it was just ridiculous. And then I moved over to Sinister, and then I moved over to On the Mat. Once I moved over to On the Mat, you know, there's a lot of people. I go to a lot of places, man. I, I'm always out there, and I'll go to a gym, and I'll say, "Hey, man, you know, I got a radio show. Let's do a live broadcast, man. Let's get you out there." And I've had many. Many a door slammed in my face, many. But there's few that have been very welcoming, okay? And I'm going to go on record as saying Giovanni Varela and, and Marvin and the people at Anaconda Academy were, like, far and away the most receptive or whatever. I mean, from day one, they were like, yeah, bro, come on in, man. Hey, let's talk about this. And, you know, they were always keeping me up to date and, you know, always inviting me to different things and all that. And, and it's one of very few that are that were actually like that you know what i mean really really uh uh invitive and just really almost like a family they're always like hey bro you want to come do a live show you want to come and train you want to do whatever i mean it's just really really uh out there so real quick before we get into talking about that what, what actually got you over there to anaconda academy is it because they're from honduras too or is it like a family or uh and uh well i mean to, to what you said about them is uh definitely that's uh the kind of person Giovanni is, uh, first of all, right. that's, that's his character. You know, it's, uh, it's very kind-hearted and warming person when you meet him, you know, um, always friendly. Um, how I actually got over there was actually by coincidence. It was at the L.A. Open, I want to say around 2014 or so. I was out competing at the L.A. Open. And, uh, again, it ties to the brand. I had made my own patches for my gi, you know, and uh, yeah. it was a hunger and patch. And Marvin happened to see it while I was weighing in. And, you know, they came over to me and said, hey, you're hungry? And I said, yeah. And we got to talking and, you know, we realized there's not many of us 
competing in jiu-jitsu period. So yeah. it was kind of cool to run into each other, right? Uh, from there, I got a you know invitation to come out to to train out there and you know kind of hang out. Uh, at the time, I was living in San Bernardino and training out of Rialto. So you know that's a good little drive to come out to Sardina. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as things went along, you know, we just kind of bonded, and then I decided to just go ahead and move to that gym. You know, it was very welcoming. I felt that I could expand my grappling there. Uh, there was some good stuff that I was seeing that I was liking. And definitely the competitive atmosphere kind of brought me there at the time, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, being Honduran as well, you know, that's uh, one of the main things, definitely. You know, we had something in common. Now, was was this a Sambo tournament or a Jiu-Jitsu tournament or – the LA Oak was the jiu-jitsu uh, tournament. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, uh, to this day, I, I'm I'm very unfamiliar with the rules and everything from Sambo. So once you started training with Giovanni and them, did they introduce you to Sambo and that got you to start competing in there? And did it take you forever to learn the rules or whatever? How did all that, that come about? Um, Actually, it doesn't take very much uh to get to the rules themselves or uh, the the scoring system's kind of uh it's kind of easy uh um you can win by phone pretty much it would be like a, a throw a clean throw if you will uh, so you could do a yeah. judo throw and win that way um you could win by submission or you could win by points as well there's also okay. a pin that'll get you either you know if you hold them down for ten seconds in the wrestling tail to a pin if you will that that gets yeah. you two points if you hold them for twenty that gets you another two points so Oh, okay, four. Okay. So it wasn't a very hard transition, um, but it was definitely different. The uh, the competition atmosphere in Samba was very different than yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu, than wrestling. It's just, uh, it just seems a little more competitive because uh, no one speaks English. They're kind of, um, <laughs> well, the tournaments I was at, they were, you know, they were Russian and stuff. Yeah. And they just kind of have a different attitude and very competitive, man, uh, with the leg lock and all that stuff. It was very new to me. Uh, it wasn't yeah. until I got over to Giovanni's that I started actually learning, you know, the leg locks and kind of how that works, you know. Yeah. So definitely so, uh, so, they taught me Sambo there. But it's never, it's never like, uh, got into your mindset to, to, to move out closer, or is it because of your work that you stay out there where you're at? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely because of my okay. work. And uh, uh, this is where I'm at, you know. Yeah, well, because, see, we get this a lot on this show. You know, a lot of people say, well, when I get to a certain level um, that I might want to move, like like Albuquerque is the hotbed of, of MMA. So they say, well, I might want to move out to Albuquerque to, to up my game or whatever. So people move. But you personally, what, what's before we get into talking about Honduran grappler and stuff like that, um, what's the goal for you? Is it, is it to compete in Sambo or do you want to maybe go to Abu Dhabi one day in jiu-jitsu tournament or what's, what's the main goal? I, I would like to continue my jiu-jitsu. Definitely. Uh, that's yeah. uh, more of my interest and uh, keep striving to get my black belt, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, and that that's, that's what I'm actually going for. And uh, Sambo is kind of like a, a thing that I would do, but um, currently I have no goals to, to kind of reach on the Sambo. Uh, jiu-jitsu is definitely where where I'm trying to go, you know. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. There's so much to learn, so many more new things that we're seeing that just, you know, will blow blow yeah. your mind. So. And it's it's great right now because, you know, we talk a lot about this on the show. Jiu-jitsu has, has made 
just leaps and bounds, you know, uh, going moving forward yeah. and up to the forefront. Because now I've had a lot of people on the show that say, man, now it, when I get my black belt and I compete and I win a competition, I can open up my own school and actually make money at jujitsu. And then I have other people that say, oh, Eddie Bravo's messing it up with all his bullshit and all this. But I'm thinking, well, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, uh, you know, he, the guys are making money. He not, expanded you know, the game, point, man. Yeah, twenty grand or whatever. If you win the EBI, that's a, that's a lot of money, you know. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. You know, but, but, yeah, you're always gonna have your your you know your detractors and stuff like that, you know, because some people say it's, that's not pure jujitsu and stuff like that. But I mean, that's gonna go on forever. But real quick, for the people listeners, you're here, you're on the mat radio with your host Bobby Chulo, and I'm talking to Jesus Carracamo Vasquez, and we're talking a little bit about jujitsu and sambo and stuff like that. But I, I gotta tell you, man, well, you know, I, I'm I I follow Jesus and. Giovanni and everybody, so I'm pretty much in the loop. But you know, I always like to go through people's uh, social media and stuff like that to to make sure you know if I want to talk about something. But it's funny because I was scrolling through your Facebook and I saw one of the girls from Honduras. Is it Mara Romero? That that was in, and they said we don't want no Honduran flags or no flags. Period. In here, whatever. You're like f that dude. I'm taking my flag and, and then right, right. ran up to the, the ring and, said, and they're not stopping me from going to ringside. So tell us a little bit about that. So uh, uh, shout out to Marbella, by the way. You know, she's an yeah. awesome friend and also um, with the brand itself. And um, you know, before before I went out to Albuquerque, you know, for the UFC fight to watch her. Um, I told her, hey, I said, when you come out with your 100 flag in the walkout, I'm going to be right there with mine. I'm going to be showing it up, right? So uh, we get out there, you know, and I, I've got my flag. My buddy's got his. And we're seeing everybody's kind of going back to the car. And, you know, they see us and like, hey, no flags in the event. I'm like, well, that's not going to work, you know. So, um, <laughs> we get to the line. You know, we get to the line. I have, I have this lady kind of stuff one in her purse and I got one in my pocket. So, you know, <laughs> I get caught with mine. They don't check her purse. So there goes my flag inside. You know. Yeah. Hey, but nothing you know, was so stopping I, you from getting, from getting up to that ring. No, side, no, right? you got to support. We got, you got to support, you got to support your people. You know, that's, uh, that's yeah. what I think uh, kind of, you know, uh, strives me to keep expanding this brand. It's just, uh, I have a lot of love for, for my people and uh, where yeah. I'm from and, you know, and that's what it's about. You support your buddy. You support, you know, they support you back. You got to yeah, show love I, and give love where it's, you know, where it's uh, due. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%, man. I mean, you know, it, it it's it's like a little family, and especially when somebody's doing well like that to make it to the UFC, it's like, hey, man, I'm going up there and I'm showing the flag or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I really did. Now, real quick, because since I'm running up against the clock, we're Mexican, man. They'll, they'll kick us out of here so fast. But um, <laughs> tell us a little tell us a little bit about Honduran grapplers. Let me let me just tell you something real quick. My daughter, I, I never wanted her to get into the luchas, but it just took one one time for her to, to work with me, uh, uh, doing a Lucha Libre show and it took off. I mean, when you're, when you're a, a hot chick and you start putting out shirts and buttons, people buy it. Okay? Now me, I've had shirts made and stuff and they sit there forever. So you with Honduran grappler or whatever, it seems like you kind of got, um, like something there, you know, Hey, that, that's something different or whatever. So real quick for the people listeners, tell us a little bit about your Honduran, uh, grappler, uh, Fight is it a Honduran grappler fight wear? Fight gear, correct. Uh, yeah. So, so what it is is just uh, you know, it's um, I wanted to find my own corner. You know, when I started competing, 
and I started going to tournaments, especially, you know, everybody loves to wear, you know, their flag on their, on their uniform. Something to make them feel good. Like, let's say you're Mexican, yeah. you're going to have your Mexican flag. Well, there's, oh, yeah. there's merchandise out there for this, you know. There's definitely plenty, uh, you know, Mexico stuff. I've seen Puerto Rico, and I could never find anything, you know. It started there, and it would really bother me. So yeah. I started making little things, you know, with my wife helping me design and, you know, getting ideas together. We started off with a patch. And then from there, you know, the idea developed into a shirt and uh, into a logo, which is something that means a lot. We're, uh, you know, we're of mind descent. So I decided to use uh, one of uh, the gods, which is the god of water, as our actual um, logo, which turned out to be pretty badass, you know. And um, yeah. from there, we started getting uh, a lot of people started reaching out. We started making this little small community of our own where we're getting to know each other and they love, they love the design. So they buy, you know, and um, it's kind of a way for us to get to know, not, not, not just hundred and people buy it, you know, people who are, right. are not hundred and cool. get it, you know? Yeah. It's cool stuff. It's something different, you know? And, well, I, for, well, I'm sorry because I'm running up against the clock, but I gotta tell you, man, I I saw it for the people listening to us. If you go to, if you just put uh, Jesus Caracamo Vasquez in your little search engine, it comes up there. Now, where can they go to check out some of this Honduran grappler fight gear? They could actually check it out on Instagram. Um, it's all there, the stuff that we make and uh, some upcoming stuff that we're gonna be having. Also, we got uh, some hoodies coming up, some backpacks, some also uh, real cool stuff coming up, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, definitely trying to push the stuff going forward, uh, trying to get some more athletes out there as well. I got to give out shout out to my boy JT. Um, oh, yeah. Know, uh, we got uh, a couple guys who are, who are coming up, you know, uh, Steve Jones, who's, uh, who will be fighting in the pro fight league soon, too, as well. Another Honduran, you know, just trying to push our, our, our own people forward as well and the brand, you know, so. If you guys want to check it out, you know, check it out at Hunter and Grappler on Instagram or Facebook. Okay. Uh, really appreciate it. Grappler, Facebook. All right, just trying to get, get that written down. Well, do me a favor, man. I mean, it it you know, only have a certain amount of time on, on my on my regular show, but when I go do a live broadcast, we could do an hour if we want to. So you know, Giovanni's always having like the belt ceremonies and the barbecues and stuff like that. Yeah. The next time, maybe maybe you guys when when you come down. I can get down there, do a live broadcast so we can give you the time that, that you guys deserve, you know, out there because so much to talk about, man. I mean, it's just tons of stuff to talk about with those guys. So please let me, well, once, once Giovanni and them do something like that, if you can come down or whatever, cause it's, I know it's a little bit of a drive, but it, usually he does them like on a Saturday, very rare on a Sunday. And then we can right. get you on and we can do like a whole hour, man. And just talk about stuff like that. Cause like I was saying, you know, with the jujitsu, some guys say, Oh, it, it, it's gotta be in its purity. So we're going to get with you, John Thomas, you know, Marvin, uh, Giovanni and all those guys. So we can all, all talk about it. So can you do that for me, my friend? Appreciate you. How uh, giving me the time to, you know, John, talk a little bit with you. You, John, John, uh, Giovanni, you guys are welcome on this show anytime. Anytime you got something to plug or you're going to go do a competition or anything like that, just shoot me a text or, or whatever, let me know, and we'll definitely promote it here so that way we can get, get that stuff going. All right, my friend? Definitely, definitely. I appreciate All it. All right. Thank you, Father. 
Hey, you got it. For the people listeners, don't forget Hondurian Grappler. Check that out. Uh, if you go to Facebook, put Jesus Caracamo Vasquez in your little search engine or whatever. He keeps everybody up to date on there. So make sure he's a good guy, man. All those people that come out of Giovanni's, man, are really nice people. I'm telling you from experience. So make sure you check him out. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Fabio. Have a great night. All right, you got it. Let me put one more song on real quick. Sorry about that, everybody. God dang, Scott. Definitely going to have to. Uh, I think I'm going to have to teach Nicolette Marie the board so that she can help me produce because it's kind of hard because you got so much stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? So definitely going to have to do that. But we'll dial in Fletch Fugas so we can get him on here and talk some luchas. Okay, guess what? I dialed the wrong number. I'll say I'm new because I'm not screwing up over here. Hold on a second. That's why I was just saying I gotta um get a, my producer on here. I think I'm gonna have to train Nicolette Marie so she could do that for it. My bad. Okay. Now I got it. Sorry about that, everybody. Get Fletch Fugaz on here because I think he's one of the most underrated luchadores that we got going on today. That looks like the right number. Hello. Hey, Fletch Fugaz, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Oh, yes, I I, I can hear you clearly. Oh, How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good. It's beautiful. Real quick for the people listening, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with your host and producer, Fabi Chulo. Um, don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information. But on the line with me right now... Somebody I've been wanting to get on for, for quite some time, but I just haven't been able to. Uh, La Fletch Fugaz, who I, it's funny because uh, we were talking in the opening. I had my daughter on with me because she's been doing some lucha shows. And, and I'm telling her, I said, you know, to me, I've been in the business for a long time. And Fletch Fugaz, to me, is one of the most underrated uh, luchadores that's going today. I'm telling you, man, I've wrestled with them. I've seen him wrestle. I've seen him who he wrestled against, and that that that's my opinion. So, first of all, it, it it's great to have you on, my friend. Um, I know you, sure. you you work you work outside. We talked a little bit before the last Lucha Libre Alliance show, and I know you work outside and stuff like that. I I just got the word uh, the day before yesterday that we're you know we're, we're not going to work for at least two to three weeks or whatever. What about yourself? Are you still working, or do you, or you um are you quarantined uh, yourself? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I work in, in construction, but, right. I mean, we're still doing, like, a little bit of this, but wrestling, I mean, it shut it down, sadly, but, I mean, you know, like, we got to take serious this 
crappy situation, but you know, I mean, yeah. it is what it is, you know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, and they're, they're just shutting, you know, everything down. For for me, it was good because it got me down to the garage and clean my, I clean my home gym and made sure, you know, since I can't go to the gym, so it, it actually got me going. You know, I cleaned it up really nice and was able to to use it today, which was pretty good. I mean, if you're gonna be home, you might as well. But real quick for the people listening to us, I talk about Fletch Food Guys a lot. And, and uh, for for me, it, it, I, since I've been in the business for for such a long time, I've seen everybody. I've I've wrestled so many different people. But uh, Jake Alexander invited me to EWF. Unfortunately, I was literally only two. Actually, the first time that we wrestled, I was four weeks uh, before my hip surgery. So I look like shit out there. Sorry, I mean, i got to be honest. I look like shit out there. And then the second time I came back to EWF, I was literally only, I think, three and a half months post-surgery from my hip. But I didn't want to, you know, I was wow. so, I was so like, you know, happy to go out there and work with you guys. I didn't want to let that show go by, you know. But in my opinion, I think I should have let it go by because I just look like shit out there. But I'm actually c- completely, for the first time, 100% and ready to go. So... This is real quick. We're going to get into talking about EWF and talking about School of Hard Knocks and stuff like that. But this this is what I did because, uh, you know, I've been friends with Kayam for, for such a long time. And we go back and forth. And I said, look, man, you you got these belts, you know, you and Vito. I said, yeah, you, you're wrestling boys. You're wrestling kids. I said, let me let right. me bring let Fletch Fool guys and, and give us a shot at those belts. And he says, okay, absolutely. No, no problem. I'm like, all right. I said, they have no idea. We're going to bring some heat, you know, to, to, to this show. But then when the card came out, they put you in the main event and they put me with, uh, with uh, Castro, Jason Castro with the belts. So real quick for the people listeners, tell, first of all, tell us how that main event went because you went up against the black metal and uh, a bunch of different people. Too. First of all, tell us how that show actually went because I didn't get to see that match. Well, well, first I was disappointed because uh, I thought that we gonna we go right like uh, chasing the belts, which yeah. you you say right, you know. I mean, um, Kayam he's been he's been dancing around for so long, but <laughs> when when it became to me to me for my descendants, for my for my family, for everything, for where I came from, a title belt is something that it represents you as a as a pro wrestler, as a luchador, as a everything. So in 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 Lucha Libre Alliance they've been playing around with kids. I know it's something they <laughs> is a little bit afraid that behind Kayam because you know that once that we step on the on the twelve ropes that's gonna be on. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's on. So but but it's okay. The the main event went well but like always I mean uh Black metal. He always coming with the with the, his uh, second wife, the Captain Fancy. And yeah, it's, 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 it's always game. But you know what? He's been in this business for so long since I moved to California in 2010, uh-huh. and i been dreaming. I'm being hungry to have a toe to toe with black metal, and yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for that day. But you know what? In the meantime, the title building becomes a secondary act. My first and main is go with black metal, toe to toe. Both of us we coming from the same black uh, background, lucha libre. So I expect 
do we have to we meet in the middle of the ring? What did we go you, toe to toe. Did you actually call you called him out on that last show, Kino? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh-huh. And I and I tell him, I said, you know what? I don't I don't want nobody in your in your corner, nobody in my corner, it's just me and you in the middle of the ring, like a dos luchadores. Toe right. to toe, Papa. You know. <clears throat> So, so Kayam or Enigma de Oro, who's the, the commissioner of Lucha Libre Alliance, there you have it right there. When all this coronavirus and everything is done and we can go back to normal, let, let's make that match, man. I mean, I, I, the only people who are going to benefit from, from that is the fans because that's going to be a, a heck of a match. So if we can make that happen, that would be great. I'm all for it. it the, the thing is, Lucha Libre Alliance has been uh, getting a pretty good following over there at, at that uh, – uh, arena over on Florence and Maine. I mean, I've seen it. It's been getting pretty packed over there. So they're getting a good, uh, good following over there. So I think that would even help to pack that place even more. So definitely look forward to that. Now it, it's gotta, it's gotta suck big time because, you know, I know uh, every Saturday you're training at, at school of hard knocks. And now, you know, with like everything else, we've had to shut down and everything like that. So before we get into talking about what you're doing now, tell us a little bit about training at the school of hard knocks, because here's, here's my take. A lot of people uh, get a little bit intimidated, you know, when they first come and they see, you know, that it's not all fun and games, you know, you have to train and you have to, and you have to know what you're doing. So tell us a little bit about school of hard knocks and you training there on Saturdays. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's like I, I, with, with Jesse Hernandez and, and I, I mean, we always we can we always believe in the old school. And right. in order in order, I mean, I I come from from Mexico from Mexico. I learned lucha libre in Mexico, so the the the, the training over there is like a, like a classic, like a strong, like a spirit, like heart and everything, you know. Right, so when right. I moved to to United States, I, I bring this and I talk to Jesse and Jesse said, like, you know what? Why don't you start to take over the the, the classes on on Saturdays? And I tell you what, it is it is sick. That is not easy. There's not easy road to that. And now we start to improve it more. Like I'm 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 taking a, a like a like a coaching course for um for um how do you say, like uh, conditioning. Yes. So the first, the first 30, 40 minutes of the class is going to be conditioning. Um, we go like a real hard, and then we step on the ring and we go back to the basics. Right. So you're talking about like a from nine to one is like a nonstop. And like yeah. I said, it's not an, it's not an easy ride. And Jesse and I, we have at least like a, the only the stronger survive. Right. You know? We have so many people, the kids and everything. There's like, oh, you know what? I watch pro wrestling and TV and everything. I said, no, this is this is not your video game, Papa. This is gonna be the real one. <laughs> and I can see people crying, puking. <laughs> I mean, and everything. But that's 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 to me. That's what you can be the best person in everything that you do. But you, if you do not inspire yeah. someone, is worthless. So me, every time that we see a, a, a new student coming up on the court and have the first match and everything, that's what it keeps me going. I think uh, me and Jesse, we always are on the same page. And when we're talking about, like, hey, what do you think about this kid? I think that this kid is ready and everything. So that's so beautiful. 
But I yeah. always, I always invite everybody to come in on Saturdays and and enjoy the 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 the, the house of pain, you know, the school of yeah. hard knocks. And and let me tell you something. If you if you go to, to work a match, and you get tired and you get blown up. Not only are you going to get your ass kicked, but you you run the risk of hurting somebody else because you know you're exactly. so tired. Yeah, you, you, so so you people say, well, why do I have to do conditioning? Because I just want to learn the moves. But but you have to because if you don't, that's what's going to happen, and then nobody's going to use you. You know, they're going to say, hey, I'm not bringing this guy because he's going to hurt somebody. So it all that's why exactly. you have to go to a school like like the school of hard knocks where you get the proper training and 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 from people who know that you got to have you know the the wind and, and your cardio and everything like that, then everything else, you know, could come after that so that you, you don't hurt anybody or whatever. Well, let, and let me tell you something too. This is, this is what's always been killing me. When I did my show in Long Beach, the first person I wanted was, was Fletch guys. I mean, he, I said, oh, I, I got to bring him thank you. for sure. Uh, of course, Kayam and, and Enigma, because I've known them so long and they're, they, they know the Lucha Libre and everything like that. So, this is what happened to me, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you before or whatever. I had a full card. I mean, I had probably seven matches, okay? Two days before, three people dropped out. By the time we got to the show, there were so many people that dropped out and didn't show up. We ended up only having three matches on that card. So this this is another thing I'm talking about. If you if you commit to doing a show, you 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 have to if you're not going to make it you have to to let to let the promotor know right i mean even i tell these right, people right. Man, yeah if you got something else going on just please let me know now has that ever happened to you where it's like hey man cuz things happen and you can't make it but i'm sure you've never just like right. said it's not shown up right no i mean i mean like like i said before Fabi, it's just like me uh, in mexico when i get my my wrestling license at the age of 16 I was hungry. I was chasing it. I go to the arena praying to some of the guys, don't show on the car, and they tell me, okay, <laughs> go ahead. And it takes me like three months before I get my first match. And I remember that I go every week, and the promoter is like, oh, well, I got my car is complete, so, but here is the dustpan and the, and the broom, so can you pick yeah. it up some trash? Yes, because you know that's what I got to do. And I remember the first time telling me, hey, do you got your, 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 your gimmick? I'm like, yeah. Well, one of the guys is not showing up, so you go on the car. Oh, my God, I was the happiest man, yeah. you know, like, because I was ready. I was hungry. In the nowadays, I don't blame on the guys. I blame whoever trained them, whoever teach them, whoever gossip <laughs> to these guys, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like you said, that's very unprofessional. If you, if, you, if you can't go or you don't feel safe, you don't feel sure and everything, Brother, I mean, take some Zumba classes or something out that is going to make you sweaty, <laughs> and that's it, you know? But yeah. the wrestling business is like a, it's, you got to commit to the yeah. people because chances, they're rare. And when some promoter call you and, and offer you a spot on the program, that's a privilege to me. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of the wrestlers go, well, I don't know if I'm going to go to the show because I don't think that many people are going to show up. I've wrestled. You know, uh, uh, like I wrestled for Kiss and Charisma, and there was probably only, I would say, maybe 15 people there. And and yeah. from that show, there was somebody there who, his name was Carlos, that, that liked my stuff. And I ended up working like three or four shows in Bakersfield for this guy. So you never know who's going to be there. There could be 10 people, but that one person, you know, could say, hey, man, this guy's got something, and, and you get work 
from that, that's how it works. I think that's what a lot of these young people don't understand, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, like me. I, I'm, I'm the second generation. My father was a, a yeah. luchador, too. My my teachers, my professors, they were... So the first thing that they, that they teach me about this is the respect. Yes. You have to respect yourself. You have, And I remember my dad, he told me one one thing, and he always keep it on my head. This is like a... It doesn't matter if it's one or thousand people, you have to perform yeah, like you, you like something that you are. You are exactly. And he always yeah. told me, he says you are the same luchador even in the first match or in the main event. Yeah. So in the in the nowadays the the the, the new the, the new blood <laughs> is like a, I don't want to work in the first match. I don't want to work. Oh my God. Please, you know, just <laughs> step on the ring and do what what, what you can do. I mean, yeah. but like I said, it's just it's just mentality. Yeah, if you're a good wrestler, it don't matter. You, you'll the people will like you, and you'll come back. But uh, real quick for the people listeners, you're here at on the mat radio with your host Fabi Chulo, and we're talking to La Fletchful guys, talking about you know old school wrestling and, and making sure you show up and be professional and stuff like that. But that that's why I have people like him on here because he knows you know things like this, and he's always putting a lot into it, because whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. That's what we always say. Y usted tiene un, los palabras para toda la gente mexicana aquí en los Estados Unidos. Claro que sí. Bueno, uh, primeramente, uh, quiero agradecer a toda la gente que escucha tu, tu estación de radio. Y, y en segundo, también quisiera que en estos tiempos difíciles, los cuales estamos atravesando en la nación, mantenernos unidos, tomar nuestras precauciones, pero sobre todo, agradecer a Dios por un día más de vida y sobre todo mantener nuestras oraciones firmes y pues mi gente mi gente latina mi gente mexicana a mí los quiero a donde quiera que voy siempre recibo un aplauso siempre recibo una palabra de aliento y siempre recibo buenos comentarios o es lo que me alimenta a mí pero para toda mi gente la de la lucha libre es lo máximo Gracias a todos por asistir a los eventos de lucha libre americana, de lucha mexicana, a todos los que dedican su tiempo para asistir a una arena. Les agradezco y en especial a ti, Javier, muchísimas gracias por darme esta oportunidad de, de expresarme en tu estación de radio. Ya sabes que te quiero con todo el corazón. Eres una persona demasiado respetable para mí, así como muchos compañeros también dentro de la industria. Siempre es nada más que respeto y a ti sabes que te tengo un cariño muy especial porque eres una persona emprendedora, eres una persona que siempre estás al borde de, de la silla para ver cómo cómo vas a hacer el siguiente paso y eso te lo agradezco muchísimo, hermano. Muchísimas gracias. Sí, por supuesto. Hey, that's why I have flexible. Every time I see him, I always tell him, hey, Esta es un gran placer. It's always a pleasure to to see it and talk to somebody who's professional and cares about the business. So, hey, best of luck to you. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you again soon at Lucha Libre Alliance. And before I, you know, before I leave the sport, one more match out there in EWF just so I could show the people that, that I can wrestle and stuff like that because I that was like two of the worst matches I've ever had because I was so messed up. But I, I didn't want to make an excuse. You know what I mean? But now I'm ready, definitely, and it'll be a whole different story. So we look forward to that. For the people listening to us, just put La Fletch Fugaz in your little search engine. He keeps everybody up to date on there. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, he keeps everybody uh, pictures and all that. So make sure you check it out. All right, my friend. I'll see you soon. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get that match, and we'll be do some damage. All right, my friend? 
I can wait it, and thank you so much, Fabia. And you know that the, the, the 12 Rope is waiting for us, brother. It's always Absolutely. a pleasure to step on the ring with you. Thank you so I'm much. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're scared of it, man. That's why Lucha Libre Alliance is keeping us apart because they know we'll do some damage over there. So we definitely look forward to that. Uh, I'll see you soon, my friend. You you take care and make sure you keep yourself safe with that stupid virus going around, all right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And do the same. And God bless you, brother. All right. You got it. We'll be right back to you. Cutting it close because uh, I only got like three or four minutes left. Hey, big thanks to my people who come on. I might have to, to like I said, do a Tuesday show and maybe only get a couple of guests on here and there so we can have some more time to talk. Because one thing I hate is to cut people off, you know, and, or, or whatever. So definitely big thanks to, you know, of course, Nicolette Marie talking about what's going on with high risk and the stuff that they got going on. Blake Troop who is a wealth of information, man. Not only that, but he's indulging himself now into the world of pro wrestling. I wanted to talk to him about that. And of course, of course, Jesus Cargamo Vasquez. A lot I want to talk to him about. I didn't even get to talk to him about the, a lot of the stuff that I wanted to talk to him about. So hopefully next time Giovanni and them have something out there, I can go out there, do a live broadcast, so we can give them as much time as they need. And of course, La Fletch Fugaz, one of the guys that I think is the most underrated wrestlers, uh, luchadores that, that's going around today, and it would be an honor to tag with him against the Lucha Libre Alliance Tag Team Champions, but he's got business, he's got unfinished business with uh, Black Metal, so once he gets that taken care of, then we'll, we'll hopefully we can team up, and of course, I would like to love to go back out there to EWF for one more match, because I've been, I don't, I don't post, you know, oh, I'm training and I'm doing this and that, but I actually have been because I want to go out with a bang. I don't know how much time I got left in this business. So definitely, I will definitely make it up to Jesse Hernandez, Jake Alexander, Fletch Fugaz, all those guys, and, and put put a heck of a show on. So I appreciate everybody. Hey, man, with this coronavirus coming on, I got tons of people who I can get on now because everybody's home. So we might do a Tuesday show. We'll talk about that. Uh, I'll keep everybody posted on the social media. But we will definitely, definitely be back here next Thursday. So make sure you check it out. We'll see everybody either Tuesday or Thursday. Appreciate you and love you.